0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey there and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. I'm Molly. So guys, welcome to part two of our overview of the nonprofit care Mm-hmm. Um, And just to give you a little recap, CARES is a nonprofit headquartered here in Atlanta that... has a mission to alleviate global poverty, specifically by empowering women. And they do this through multiple programs that cover health, education, water and sanitation, microenterprise development, and agriculture. And Molly and I had um, the opportunity to go and talk to Malia Hahn, who works at CARE, and she is the director of Program Impact there. And she's going to tell us a little bit about the three areas that CARE has to address in order to
0: affect change in these women's lives? We identified the three areas that are most important. The first is, of course, you've got to have an entry point and you've got to address whatever is the physical condition or the issue that that women are facing. So if in a particular context, healthcare is the biggest thing and you've got extremely high maternal mortality and you've got very low levels of nutrition, well, that's got to be one of the first things you address. But just addressing that in itself Is not going to change a woman's life. Mm -hmm. The second part of what you've got to change is a woman's ability to do things. And whether that's through training, through building her capacity, giving her education, increasing her knowledge, whatever it is. So just that, or providing her with, with things like credit and finance, which allows her to, to do things. That's the second part, which you've got to do in order to change, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a long-term way. But the third part, which is the hardest nut to crack, and those first two are actually relatively easy. I'm not saying they're easy. <laughs> they're relatively easy. The third part is actually changing how people perceive women and how women perceive themselves mm-hmm. and their ability to act in a society and what they're able to do. And that is by far the most difficult thing. So, Kristen, when you listen, when we
2: listen to Malia Hahn talk, it it seems to make so much sense. But then when you actually, you know, roll it over in your brain, it seems like such a hard thing to measure. How can you tell if a woman's place in a community has changed? You know, it it really did seem kind of daunting to me, but she did give us some ways you can kind of look at it. Um, you can tell if a woman's place in a community has changed if you're doing, let's say, an agriculture product. If We, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. If women get the extra income... From their own work, um, if she gets to have decision-making power over how it's spent, um, and when that happens, then you do see how, uh, you know, a man or a mother-in-law's perception of her daughter-in-law or, or his wife does change. Yeah, and even perceptions among other women in the community. Mm-hmm. Now, to give an example of how this works, we're going to use an example that's in the book, Half the Sky by Nicholas Kristoff and Cheryl Wu Dunn. We talked again about this last time. And if you are interested in this book, if you go to CARE's website, care.org, you can buy it through a link, um, that, so if you buy it through that link, it, it takes you to Amazon, but still CARE will get a percentage of the proceeds. But anyway, they have a story, they have many stories in this book, by the way, of how this works in practice, how it can change a woman's uh, position in a community from sort of the bottom up, they've got a story specifically about something CARE did. It's called a CARE package for Garetti, and Garetti is a woman who lives in Burundi and she has this husband who beats her, spends all the money on banana beer. Goretti, on the other hand, has never touched any of this money that goes to banana beer and she can't even leave the house without asking her husband Bernard's permission. And this really affects her children. You know, her children see that if they need something, their mom can't get it for them until the husband comes back and says, yes, you can go to the market. If there was any money left over after all the money that was spent at the bar. Right. And even if they do go to the market, um, Goretti still isn't
1: allowed to handle the money. The husband will actually stand there with her and pay for
2: the goods that she'll then
1: carry home.
2: Right. So then CARE comes in. They form a women's group, an association of about 20 women who are going to get together and just talk about their lives. And Goretti wants to go, and her husband says no. And for the first time in her life, she doesn't get his permission to leave the house. She goes with um, her grandmother to this meeting anyway. Now, what this group does is they do all their work together in that the women will go to one family's field one day and do all the chores, all the work, till the land, and then do another families the next day. And so Bernard sees this, Bernard the husband, and says, Okay, I'll let you keep going to this group. They they're doing my work for me. Right. Um, they all bring a dime to the meeting, sort of their dues, and what they do is they all make loans to each other, and um then the woman is expected to pay the loan back into the pool. When Garetti borrows her money, she uses it by fertilizer, and that was the first time she'd handled money. So with this fertilizer,
1: of course, she is able to have a more successful crop harvest. So she makes even more money. She ends up buying bananas and starts selling her own banana beer that her husband, Bernard, liked so much. But Bernard had to keep his hands off of the banana beer so that she could sell it. So she starts making money off of this banana beer. She's able to pay the loan back with interest. And then eventually she goes and gets another loan buys a pregnant goat so that she is able to have goats that she can then sell. And so it just starts to snowball. You see this starting from a dime that she invested in this women's group to all of a sudden she is now basically the head of her household. She's the breadwinner. She doesn't have to answer to Bernard anymore. Bernard is now coming around to her to ask permission for things. And it has entirely revolutionized not only her household but the other community because she's now been, with all of her success, she's now looked upon um, by other members of the community as sort of the go-to person if there's any kind of household dispute or that if they have any questions about anything, they go to Goretti. Now, Half the Sky also points out that uh, at some point, all of this could, it's it's also kind of a house of cards, you know, because um, – Militants could come in at some point and, uh, raise, just decimate her, her field and her crops be gone. Or someone could steal the goat. Or Bernard could, um, steal the banana beer and beat her. You know, there are all these different things that could happen. But at the same time, it is, um, a pretty powerful example of how, um, just with a little, a little bit of investment, you're able to um, just raise the standard of living for these women and for their families.
2: Right. You know, Bernard, the husband, got malaria, which was only able to be uh, the the treatment was paid for with Goretti's money. Mm-hmm. And a quote that Christoph includes in the book is, you know, I see my wife making money now and bringing cash into the house. I have more respect for her now. So um, and her children see this, you know, like like Kristen said, it's a house of cards, but there are numerous examples of how this can work and how it should work. Yeah,
1: and it addresses that third area that Malia said is the most difficult, which is changing the perception of women in these societies. But one thing that CARE has also started to understand is the fact that women really can't do this on their own. It's very important, um, and you'll see this with a lot of CARE's work, that they will go in and form groups of women that can support each other
0: women acting alone is very difficult so you know just one woman by herself trying to defy social norms expectations of family <laughs> the, the 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 traditional leadership of her community and what for millennia has been designated as her place is one an act of courage and two actually sometimes even dangerous because you know a lot of gender-based violence takes place at that point and so on um So what cares discovered that solidarity is an extremely important part of that. You have to have groups of women, women who can act together, women who can give support to each other and who can also then use those platforms to say, you know, this is not just me or it's not just me being defiant or being a bad mother or being a bad wife or being a bad daughter-in-law. Um, this is what really should be expected um, of every woman. And so, for instance, we have a model called VSNL, Village Savings and Loan, which what we do is we get groups of women together who form cohorts, and men also. I mean, it's not just a women's only thing. Men also join those, and they're and they're actually just sort of saving circles. They save, they get credit. Um, they take out microloans. Um, now, actually, we have a program that's trying to cover all of sub-Saharan Africa over the next 10 years, which actually then links these groups to financial services so that women are able to get loans. They're able to ha- open bank accounts. They're able to transmit money, which is an extremely important function, which they generally are sort of left out of.
2: So when we spoke with Leah Hahn, I asked her about um, priorities for the coming year, and one program that she mentioned was Access Africa, which is going to be bringing basic financial services over the next decade to 39 sub-Saharan African countries. Um, they have this model that CARE uses called the Village Savings and Loan Association where you basically make loans um, into the pool, can borrow money against it, much like what Goretti did to start her banana beer business, and... Um, Women borrowing from each other in groups and women in the 20 countries where CARE has used VSLA, the Village and Loan Association, report increased incomes, sustained investment in their children's education and health greater self-confidence, and increased respect from others. Yeah, and
1: if you're wondering, you know, why why are we so concerned about putting, you know, these monetary resources in the hands of women? Well, um, take into account the fact that of the more than 1 billion people in the developing world living on less than a dollar a day, 70% of them are women. So I think it's um, pretty important that they are um, going in and actually – targeting the women in these communities. And not only the women, they're also targeting girls' education as well, because like we talked about in uh, the last episode that we did about CARE, um, uh, NGOs and nonprofits have really come to realize that investment in girls' education is so crucial right now. And so CARE has another flagship program called Power Within and their goal is by 2015 to empower 10 million girls around the world to learn and lead and basically the objective is to Um, help these girls complete a quality primary education, because there are a lot of obstacles for a girl going to school. Um, For instance, you know, she might not if if there's a choice between a son or a daughter going to school, the money the money is going to go to the son. There might not be uh, sanitation facilities there um, at the school so that if she is sick or on her period or something like that happens, um, she is going to stay home. There are also issues of rape and child marriage that are also obviously going to keep girls out of school as well.
2: And, you know, some of the most um, unique programs, not necessarily done by care, but that are mentioned in the book Half the Sky, are simply just paying the parents about what a girl could make with a day in the field so that there's a financial incentive for the girl to go to school. I mean, it, this is something that New York City is experimenting with also. It's not anything that's, you know, new to um, the developing world. It's something that in the United States we're struggling with getting our kids all the way through school.
1: And then the third major program that CARE is working on is called Mothers Matter. And this is really tackling the issue of reproductive and maternal health to reduce maternal mortality for 30 million women in 10 countries by 2015.
2: Now, here's an example of how that works in practice. Uh, on CARE's website, they've got an example of a program they're doing in Somalia where they're partnering with six maternal health care centers to reduce the maternal and child mortality. It's called the Safe Motherhood Project. It's providing family planning and medical care during all of face pregnancy, um, you know, a woman could get education about how childbirth works, the risks associated with childbirth. A lot of the stories in half the Sky deal with women who, you know, they run into risk. I mean, they run into a problem during pregnancy or delivery and don't even realize it's a problem. And so they, they get so there's so much delay just getting to a hospital or to a midwife that by the time they actually see someone about a problem they're having, you know, it's too late. So mm-hmm. Somalia is trying to go in and say, here's what you've got to look for throughout the pregnancy. Here's what you've got to take to ensure a healthy pregnancy and then guiding them all the way through delivery. And in addition to um, attacking these um, issues with maternal mortality,
1: CARE is also implementing uh, more than 70 reproductive health programs in over 30 countries um, to Help alleviate problems such as HIV transmission, and also help women understand concepts
2: of uh, of family planning. Women and men. Speaking of men, Kristen, you know we've talked about how Care sets itself apart by working within the community to change an entire community's perception. So how do you do that? You talk to the men, and we asked Maliahan about the role men play in Care projects.
0: You know, one of the things what you have to do in order to move these things is is understand the notion of masculinity, also. Right, because there's certain expectations of what it is to be a man, and those expectations aren't always you know what men want, they're just what is expected of them, and they know no different, and therefore they feel compelled to act in the ways that society and their household and others expect them to act um so we have a project in in Burundi um which actually really looks at this issue um Burundi you know, as you know, is a society that's had a lot of violence at various levels um, over many years. And and one of the huge issues in the society right now is actually sexual, sexual and gender-based violence. Um, beatings in households, husbands beating wives, beating children is extremely common. And there, there's a project um, that CARES is leading there right now in which they work with men, um, and they take men to talk to them. Men who used to you know, and, and in their own words, they say, I used to beat my wife because that's the only way I knew how. I'd go home and I'd beat her because that's what I saw around me, that's what I saw my father doing. I didn't know that there was any other way of being. But now that I've stopped doing that and I actually talked to her, um, you know, as an as a fellow human being, my life is better, our home life is better, we have better health because, you know, she's not constantly being ill. We're actually getting along better. And and so in that project, it's actually the men. Um, they, they call themselves the light bearers because they've seen, you know, they've, they've changed their lives and now they, they've, they've themselves, they're volunteers and they go from community to community and they hold meetings and they talk about their own experiences about how they change their lives and how other people should also change their lives. Um, I'm not saying there's always, you know, that level of success <laughs> of men leading the charge for the change in, in everything that we do. Um, but we do work with men very, very closely. And it's really changing their perceptions of what it is to be a man and what it is to be a woman and how the lives of everybody improves when you change that balance.
1: And I do think that it is important to focus on men in addition to these women, because even though CARE is going in and, you know, really targeting the women in these communities. But if you leave out the men, um, I think you're kind of missing the point because a lot of these issues are really just basic human rights issues. And um, one of the reasons why, you know, we wanted to have this two part Podcast about care was because it really, at the end of the day, kind of boils down to a lot of the stuff that we talk about every week here. All of these women's issues that might seem just focused on stuff that that we go through, but also have effects on, you know, men and children as well. And talk about the in- importance of a community-wide approach to solving these basic issues. And I think Malia has some really compelling stuff to say um, about kind of how these issues resonate on a global scale.
0: Now, Some people think that, oh, the feminist movement happened a while ago and it's all done and that's, that's it. I don't even know why we're talking about this. Well, first of all, there's still a lot of work to do even within the United States, but also the realization that around the world there's so much that still needs to be done mm-hmm. and that it's not a Western notion. Human rights is not a Western notion. Um, the worth of a woman's life is not a Western notion. The right to education is not a Western notion, um, and that we really need to move these things. So there's going to be a backlash. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no doubt about it. Um, but you know, being from, uh, you know, one of those societies themselves, you know, itself. I'm, I'm from Pakistan, and um, the notion that somehow. <sighs> You know, the, the right—the right of a woman to to control her own reproductive health, or the right to an education—is something that's coming from the West. is is such a false notion, and, and you can use that, and it is used very effectively to maintain the status quo. Um, but all these sort of arguments are always used to maintain, you know, status quo that that benefit some people and don't benefit others um so i think we've really got to get over that it's not a western imposed notion um you know there was a there was a process that had to happen in in europe and had to happen here and is still happening and there's a process that needs to happen there and you know if you just if you believe that it's the right of every human being to do these things plus if you believe that Poverty really will not end, and we will not be able to make a big dent in it until we actually change women's abilities to live their lives in ways that they want to. Um, I, I think those are those are sort of false arguments that people use to, to, to set aside these issues when they don't want to deal with them.
2: So now the reason we did this two-part care um, extravaganza is because this is the end of the year, a time when people might be choosing uh, to make Charitable donations. Um, we think CARE is a great organization. We really feel good about how they're spending their money and how they're using it to improve women's lives. But that is not the, we're not just telling people to send money. I think that Leah Hahn makes an excellent point that just by being aware of what's going on and utilizing all these resources that CARE provides you, you can do a tremendous amount of just activism and raising awareness within your own community. This is our meager attempt to do that. Um, in our own way, but let's hear from Malia herself about what women can do to get involved.
0: If you feel like this is an issue that's, that you feel really passionate about and you want to help, there's a number of things you can do. Um, you can donate, um, hopefully, to care, but there's a number of other organizations you can donate to who do good work in this area. Um, you can educate yourself by reading, for instance, half the Sky, or there's a number of articles that have come out recently in different magazines, um, particularly the New York Times excerpt of this actually is a really good short read. Um, and you can and you can start organizing um, and advocating around this, whether it's at your local level or to your senator or to your congressman, because I think, again, having movement at that larger level on this would be a really great thing. So you heard it, folks. That's what you can do if you
1: want to help out. And um, I do highly recommend checking out CARE's website. It's www.care.org. Um, they have a ton of information on there about statistics, programs they're doing, the role of women in the developing country, links to different articles about all this stuff. And it's a really great resource that you might want to check out. And we also want to thank Malia Han for taking the time to talk with us Today, and um, as we've mentioned many times, if um, if you want to check out a really great resource that is not only about things that CARE is doing, but also other NGOs and nonprofits around the world, um, you should check out the book *Half the Sky* by Nicholas Kristoff and his wife
2: named Cheryl Buden, which incidentally first married couple to win the Pulitzer Prize. This is true. Yes. Power couple. And keep your eye on Kara's website because they're getting ready to do a big event with Kristoff and done about half the sky, which I think if you've read the book, it's just it's depressing because you see what these women are, are up against, but then you see how they overcome it. And I think it promises to be a really great event. Yeah.
1: And um, as always, if you want to send me and Molly some feedback, some thoughts, some comments, holiday wishes. Uh, you can send us an email. Our email is momstuff at howstuffworks.com. And in the meantime, you should head over to our blog, How To Stuff. And if you would like to learn more about charity and women's issues at large, you should head on over to howstuffworks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Want more How Stuff works? Check out our blogs on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?